Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like more ladies listen on Fridays because they want to hear what we're up to and where they can see us out and about. That's what I think. Yeah, Fridays and Mondays because they want a recap of the weekend. Yeah, like... Did Tim go to bed at 9 or 9.15? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and they make Hot. that noise afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Did he play 36 holes? Did he play 72? Uh, it's Balloon Party driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura. Alton Toyota. I'm Timothy Michael McKernan. 46-year-old married father of two. This is Jackson Burkett, though, the most eligible bachelor in the St. Louis area and is lining up a huge weekend of social plans. Hey, there's Polo making a... Hi, Polo. Hi, Polo. Oh, what a treat. Look, this is... This is like the Tonight Show. It is, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, look, it's Jim J. Bullock. <laughs> what, a, what a reference. <laughs> Uh, Jackson, what is on your itinerary this weekend? I want to know. I'll live vicariously through you. Well, with the uh, weather kind of up in the air, it's uh, fluid. It was supposed to rain all day today, and yeah, even though well, it looks overcast, yeah. uh, no precipitation now in the forecast, at least according to my phone. Rain uh, certainly possible tomorrow and Sunday, but, uh, you know, I could see myself getting after a little bit. Once oh. the weather warms up, man, you don't have to, like, have then that. Then it's on. Well, because, like, in the winter, you go out to the bar, and you're like, do I bring my winter coat with me? And then I got to hold it. There's no coat checks at a, at a bar. So, like, you're just kind of, and it's just. The, you like to dress naughty. I like to dress really naughty. The shorter the shorts, the better, honestly. Uh, you know, I want to show off what I'm working with. And then, uh, so, yeah, that that's a big factor into it. But, yeah, now that the weather's getting nice, I can see myself really. It's just nice that it stays light out later. That's Tell the biggest thing. Tell our listeners where you're going to be going. I want to know. What, I'm sure they want to go. I want to hang out with you. Yeah. Uh, probably Seward. Mm-hmm. I'll probably hang out at uh, anywhere where there's television screens because, you know, the playoffs, they don't wait for I know. Anybody. I mean, here we go. Huge game for the Leafs tomorrow. I mean, they have to oh, win. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Wrong, uh, wrong sport. I'll be watching uh, Hoop Rock. Oh. Hoop Rock, yeah. Sixers and Celtics tonight, and then uh, Lake Show. Uh, Nuggets and Suns tonight as well, last night. Uh, we gave him a winner last, you yesterday. You gave him though, a winner. Too. I got to be honest with you. Here, total mark fest here. Make fun of me. What's the text number? 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, I mean, I said it on the air, so what do I do? Of course, I bet it. Cardinals, Angels. I'm like, they're going to win. They're going to win. They have to have win. To, yeah. The Angels are going, oh, we got to fly back to L.A. This is a whole thing. Let's get out of here. We got two wins. We don't have really a pitching staff besides Otani, so what does it matter anyway? Fine. We got to fly back. Let's just wrap this thing up. We already took two. Right. 
Figured it'd be quick. Figured Flaherty would take care of some business. Thought Arnado would go off. How do you do? And I didn't get the bet in in time, so then I laid down a live bet of the Cardinals minus one and a half. And in the bottom of the first inning, I'm kind of peacocking around. Right. Look at me. Cash money comes in large amounts. That's what I was saying to my wife, my one-year-old. I said, cash money comes in large amounts. Just constantly saying it over and over. Over and over. And then it kind of got away from them. Now, that's certainly open to opinion, but... Then it then it went from two nothing and then they were losing ten to two and it didn't look good that I was going to cover that minus one and a half, so then I went at chasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when the run total was at sixteen, somehow the the over under was at twenty and a half, <laughs> and I go, well, they're not going to stop, All right? Because I really did think we were going to see like Brendan Donovan throw two and a third. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, this is this is juicy, and I bet that over. And then that didn't hit. And then it got to 11-7. and seven. I go, Cardinals are going to come back, and this is going to be the win we're talking about at the World Series parade. Yep. When Brett Hall somehow still emerges from yep. off the side of the stage. I don't know what he'd be singing, but he was singing he something. He would sing. He would sing Celebration is what he would sing. Cool in the gang, even though they play Venga Bus. Is it Venga Bus or Venga Boys? They've played that in 2006 and 2011. It really bothers me because they should be playing Celebration. You know what I'm talking about? It's like the Six Flags song. Oh, yeah, yeah. But da, 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 da. Thank you. Why do they play that when they win the World Series? Week. Thank you. Celebration. Cool in the gag. So, Either way, Brett Hull would be singing it. And we'd be talking about May 4th and the comeback against the Angels and a stunned look on Mike Trout's face. So then I bet the Cardinals to win straight up. That didn't pay. It did not. As a matter of fact, I went 0 for 3. Oh. So you can talk about the losing streak and you can talk about 10 and 22. But I'm out here fighting for my life today because I don't know how to pay the bills because I bet the Cardinals. Did you not cap it off with a little Warriors minus six? And so I go to make that play, and the game had already started, and the number wasn't as favorable. As favorable. Yeah. But you did give the people right in the middle of my FanDuel read. You gave the people here's the play, and I could I totally agreed, and I thought this is too. ABC saw the Celtics lose at home and then come back and just wipe the floor with the Sixers. Yeah, with them. Saw the Warriors. Yeah, saw the Warriors lose at home. Is it just too obvious? Well, yes, but it worked. And they won by, what, 27 last yeah, night? Yeah, vintage dubs. Sweat free. Jackson gives you winners. Jackson makes picks. You make money. Now, I bet the Cardinals, I lose money. And I bet them three different ways yesterday and lost all three. Fun. Jackson, thoughts? Cardinals, not the Warriors? Uh, yeah, just uh, everything's going wrong. Nothing is going right. Jack Flaherty, just, I, I was really concerned. Like, I was like, thinking, like, how could the start get worse? And then he comes out with an injury. Now he's saying that uh, the injury wasn't the reason he came out. It was because he sucked. And I don't think anyone would argue with that point. But, yeah, nothing went right. And then, like, that day, game yesterday, it's like, now we got to deplete the bullpen fully before you go play the Tigers in, like, three essentially must-win games uh, yeah, that was uh, as bad as a Thursday day game can go after losing the two previous games. I just thought for sure that wouldn't happen. Me too. I am having a look in the mirror on this whole thing. I have not seen a year like this. in my. Re- I guess it happened in 95, but since I was in school, I probably wasn't paying close attention. Get my balls hazed off is what was going on then. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know. And, and it's so weird because 
we had the same thing happen seven months ago. Right. We're on Blues playoff team. Is it possible? Right. And now, you you just do the math. They're going to have to win sixty percent of their games to win ninety games. I mean, you can say there's only thirty two games in the season. Okay, fine. But then do the math. In order to win eighty games of one hundred thirty, that's your that's your percentage. That's your win percentage. I still can't believe they're as bad as they they're playing, but. At some point, you got to go, okay, this is what you got. Uh, what did Ali Marmola have to say? I, I know because I watched, and he was he was not real receptive to, I don't know if it was John Denton who asked him about, yeah, it was John Denton, friend of the show, who asked him about pulling Marmola earlier, or pulling Flaherty earlier. Fans are asking about pulling Marmola, the, the Flaherty, earlier. Didn't like that one. I mean, at the end of the day, fastball command. Um, when he's not able to keep guys honest on both sides of the plate, had to lean on the curve on the cutter for to get through it. Um, but mostly just commanding the fastball. We obviously needed depth and inning from, from Jack there, but did, was there a consideration of pulling him earlier before he got totally out of hand there? Two and a third. Um, it's a lot out of your bullpen. So consideration, yeah, but... Hmm. Poor John Denton. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Poor it's anybody, like, really. Yeah, it's a tough because I get anything more. It's like, when do you want me to pull? Him? Like what? Two and a, th- a third. Like how early can you pull him? They were just they were barreling. Yeah, he wasn't fooling. And it was just like rope to the outfield, rope to the outfield, rope to the, just peppering. Yeah, it was batting practice out there. I don't know. And then and then. I, I don't know what the deal with this is because I said yesterday on the air the Cardinals are minus 145, which surprised people. I thought I was like, I'm going to get a value play. Well, they're minus 145, which means they were pretty good sized favorite. Yeah, well, guess what it is tonight? Minus 225. That is crazy. Now, I realize it's the Detroit Tigers, but I know about Matthew Boyd. He's a member of the Southside Seaman Fantasy Baseball Club, the New York Yankees of fantasy sports. He's a friend of the team, he's a friend of the feather. Indeed. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go up against Matthew Boyd minus two twenty five, especially with this song and dance. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that number. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I guess the logic is is people are just going to keep betting them and just keep doubling up, going down that road. But ooh, I mean, if you started on a hundred dollar bet on the Cardinals last week, a Friday against the Dodgers, and then you go, I'll double it up again, two twenty. Now you're at four hundred after you leave Los Angeles. So now you got to bet eight hundred. And 1,600 and 3,200, so you're putting down 6,400 this evening. Oh. That's what we're doing, except it's minus 225. Oh, my God. I don't know, Jackson. I don't have the answer. I'm confused. Jack Flaherty afterwards uh, said the problem is we are effing better than this. But I thought this was very – now, I, I read about – I read this to the audience on TMA, Humblebrag HD2, and – this was what Ben Fredrickson, and I'm a big Ben Fredrickson fan. I like that Ben Fredrickson. He's great. Uh, he said the following regarding Jack Flaherty's post-game comments, and I want to see what people think about this. I want to see what your thoughts are. New pitching coach Dusty Blake and new catcher Wilson Contreras have to be part of the answer. The Cardinals have lost the last nine games Contreras has started behind the plate, despite his slow-starting bat beginning to thump. A comment Flaherty made Thursday turned heads, quote, two strike hits, whatever that comes down to, 
Too many two-strike hits today. It wasn't like bad count, falling behind, whatnot. If you fell behind, got back in the count, make pitches with two strikes. Too many balls hit hard. That's frustrating. Our whole staff throwing pitches that don't make sense. Mm. Goodness gracious. What do you think there? If, and by the way, I sense there's a chance you weren't completely paying attention, so I want to stop you before answering it and making an ass of yourself if you weren't paying attention. I'm trying to save you. Would you like to use a phone a friend? Can I, I, got, I get three timeouts. Can I use one of them? I'll take a, I'll take a 30. It's is all it, I need is a 30. Is it strange that I just need to look up and I can own your soul based on a physical tell? I'm probably giving it, I probably give it away really poorly. I just glanced up and I'm like, he wasn't listening. I was trying what to. What are you doing? Watching I, Steph's pregame routine? No. This, that's just perfection. Um, no, I was uh, working on something here on the board, making sure that the rest of the show runs smoothly. Nice. Uh, those of you who are listening, like literally, uh, did you did you take did you take that as a shot at Contreras? Because that's that's certainly what Ben Fredrickson is is taking away from it. Uh, and uh, here is the follow up: asked if the issues could be related to seeking of the same page between new pitching coach, new catcher, and pitchers, Flaherty said, I know what you're getting at, but we just have to do a better job executing, myself included. Chip Carey, throughout the course of that broadcast, and why I sat inside on a beautiful Thursday and watched that is beyond me. And then I watched the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. I mean, what's going on (laughs) here? It needs to be an intervention. Uh... And, on the, and the only reason I bring that up is because Kevin Euclid and Tim Wakefield in the middle of the Blue Jays getting hammered by the Red Sox, four straight for the Red Sox, go, what's going on with the Cardinals? <laughs> 10 and 22, the Cardinal way. That's a team that wins year in and year out. And the National League Central standings are upside down. The Pirates are where the Cardinals, you think, be. And the Pirates are where the, uh, or the Cardinals are where the Pirates should be. Uh, everybody's talking about the Cardinals. So is Flaherty saying that it's a Contreras thing? I have no idea, but I mean, there were a lot of two-strike hits, but a lot of two-strike home runs. That's a weird thing. And I, I, I would say this, if if they are blaming Contreras, isn't the captain the guy throwing the ball? Right. And, with the and you pitch- can shake him off. I just, I, for the life of me, I don't get that. And I'm not anti-Jack Flaherty guy, even though I know it would you know, win me some points. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm just calling it how I see it. And then I'm going, I mean, I don't know. But now we go in that direction too. Yeah, with the pitchcom thing, I don't know like how all that work. Like, what does there even need to be a relationship? You got buttons. There? You got buttons, bro. Right. So like, I feel like that kind of thing where the relationship with the pitcher and catcher probably still important. However, I feel like it's a lot less important now that it's pretty much all done by pitchcom. I have I have no idea what that's about. I don't know. I guess this is this is now at a point where you just start going. There's got to be something wrong. Right. But there just might not be something wrong. They just might not be good. I just can't believe that. But it is getting to a point mathematically where for them to, you know, one of the goals was to avoid that goofball best of three thing, that, you know, Uh, insight.com bowl of baseball. And, okay, let's, let's have a good enough year, even though our pitching staff, you know, should be in a best of three, that... We get to have a buy, even though that didn't necessarily work magic for everybody last year. Okay. Well, I mean, if they're going to do that, then you've got to win upper 90s right. in order to do that. And we're on Cinco de Mayo, and the team has 10 wins. They have eight wins since the Blue Jays left town. 
Oh, that's that actually is is that's tough. Because the Blue Jays were here on April first. The Blue Jays were here in March. <laughs> eight wins. Two of those eight wins were against the Colorado Rockies, who I used to say, much like the Oakland A's, aren't really participating, except the Cardinals are now looking up at them in the standings. Mm. I don't know. I got to tell you, I don't ha- I don't have anything for you outside of I don't know what the hell is going on. Here is what I will say. And I've been, this is the point that I've been on all week. And deep down, I didn't think it was going to happen. Well, now they're one loss away from for sure a two and four homestand. If I'll wager, can we put this in the predictionary? Yeah. All right. Predictionary hasn't been active, and this is on my old phone, which I have now destroyed. So. Uh, oh wow. We kind of have. Well, to I would like to know the reason for that. Fresh start on the uh, predictionary, which might be good. You're not up in the cloud, bro. Uh, I am new uh, new Apple ID. Hmm. Getting away from my parents. Really wow. branching out. Wow, 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 wow. My wow, own wow. man, everybody. If the Cardinals lose two of three to the Tigers, and if one of those two losses is on Sunday, there will be either someone losing their job or a significant roster move before their next game. There you go. Now, of course, this is a predictionary that can only occur if those things happen. But if those things happen, I believe that will happen, which will, I would say, kind of go against the Cardinal way, which I'm not necessarily intending to use like the George Kissel Cardinal way, but the Bill DeWitt style of ownership. But the thing is, the Bill DeWitt style of ownership really hasn't been down this road before. But I believe that. And I, and I actually thought yesterday when it looked like it was going to be a Brendan Donovan's going to pitch day or whomever, you know, I don't know who else would do it. Uh, I thought, God, maybe they'll do it now because this is so bad. I mean, Jake Woodford looked like he was just out there kind of getting work in. And, okay, maybe today's the day they're going to do it. And then, to their credit, they kind of came back. And, man, I'm telling you, when I saw Taylor Motter come up there, I go, what in the world and, and then we heard the explanation that Nolan Gorman had a bad back, something, and oh my God, he's bringing in Taylor Motter. And there, and and if Gorman were to hit home run, it'd be a one-run game. Could wind up being this. So he explained afterwards that Gorman had a bad back, and Gorman talked about it as well. So that was a real thing. Now, when asked why he didn't go with Paul DeYoung, he said it was a six-run game, in, insinuating the game was kind of over. Not the greatest attitude. Also factually incorrect. It was a four-run game, but whatever. I know it's been a rough month and a half. (sighs) I don't know. But yes, Jackson, if they lose two of three and one of those losses is on Sunday, there will be a significant roster move or someone on the baseball side of the organization will lose their job. That is my prediction. It's in there. How do you feel about that prediction? Do you agree with the prediction? I just don't. I don't know what like a roster move I could see. I just don't know what they would do because I don't think that they would can Marmol. Oh, I know. I'm not saying. I, I, no, I know. You know I, know, I know. I know. But I don't. But like outside, like they have new pitching and hitting coach and bench coach. Like I don't know. Like who would who would be in that kind of mode? Like who would be getting rid of? And then roster move it would probably be a call up. I would assume Libertor could see that someone getting sent down. Definitely see that. I just don't know exactly like what move from a coach. It's a trade standpoint. of an outfielder. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, I just don't know like from a coaching perspective. Yeah, this isn't like Zach Thompson getting sent down. And by the way, what the hell happened there? What was that about? 
Yeah. It's not like he, I mean, now he's just, now it's good for Zach that he can go down and work on being a starter. Okay. I mean, that's nice. It's very altruistic, but, you know, isn't the goal to win games? Right. One would think. We'd like to work on our minor league starters here in the first week of May. <laughs> By the way, speaking of minor league starters going to the position players, Jordan Walker, 0 for 4 yesterday oh. and is now hitting a buck 30 in Memphis. Maybe they need to send him up so he can get work in, so he can bring more right. to the Memphis ball club. I don't know what's going on. I don't know, but I'm just telling you, I don't know. But if they lose two or three and one of those is on Sunday to the Tigers, something significant it will won't happen. be business as usual. That is Monday. that is my prediction. Yep, so well, it's in go. there. Do with it what you want. Uh, we'll take a break. We have a little piddle six-shooter coming your way. It's Balloon Party driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and all Toyota on 120 We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101. ESPN. Yes, 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 yes. I like my pitch right now. Yeah, it's really strong, Tim. I'm excited about myself. It's Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Uh, this is a Friday tradition. What time is it? God, 10 20. I'm like, I, it's, I should break. <laughs> <laughs> I went that long in the first segment. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we dug in. I mean, it's what people are talking about. It's what everybody's right. talking about. Absolutely. Oh, well, it's the Cardinals. All right, that means it's time for the Little Pill Six Shooter. We're probably going to get one of the six. Go ahead, do your sound effect. I know uh, that's pew, what the people tune in for. Right, right, right. Pew, 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 pew. All right, uh, you kind of answered my question. Uh, oh, and right this is where you end. undersell the Six Shooter. I think this is such a mistake. No, no, I, I'm just you saying. You in- undersell it. Well, we already kind of tended to it, so this doesn't really work. And no. then people go, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tune out. I'm going I'm to tune out. That's what they say. That's, what hap- that's what's happening right now. They're going to go to Stephen A. Smith and watch him yell at Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> that's what I'd be doing. Um, no, you, with the prediction area, you said they need to if they lose two of three. And that was my question: is what, what would you need to see this weekend from the Cardinals versus Tigers for it to be business as usual Monday? Oh, well, that's that. that we're, we're, they could sweep them, and it won't be business as usual. Okay. Um, but taking the other side of it is if they were to lose two of three, and like I said, the Sunday thing is important. Always, yeah. Leave a taste in your mouth. Then that's the thing. That's the key on the deal. So, yeah, I mean, the business as usual ship has already sailed. I don't know, Jackson. I, you know, I, I really am at a loss for it. I don't know. You know, I mean, you look at what happened with the Blue Jays and the Phillies last year. I really don't like just whacking coaches just to do it. Right. With that said... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they can realistically do outside of a trade, unless they want to go. Okay, we're bringing Libertor, which to me would make all the sense in the world. I have no idea what that's about. Not again. Matthew Libertor doesn't. And then all of a sudden, like, all right, here we go. But sending Stephen Matz out there on Sunday, hey, what are we doing? Right. Like, okay, you want to get him right because he's under contract. I understand that fans might not like it, but if you owe somebody thirty-five million dollars over the next two and three quarters years, you're not going to DFA him say it you'll get likes on twitter and that's great you can pay bills with those likes but realistically that's not going to happen so let him go on the jordan hicks plan of low leverage situations and getting right or he can be the guy that that's out there the next time somebody gives up 10 runs and two and a third but he can't start a game you, you just can't you don't afford that you're not afforded that luxury and he might go out there and be all right but based on what's going on here recently that's a risk and Libertor's down there with a 2.14 ERA. Now, again, I'm not saying that's going to solve all the problems, but how, you know, you keep talking about 
Mazalak, when he was asked about the move with Walker, well, you can't keep repeating the same move and expect different results. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand why it applies to Jordan Walker, but not others. Right. So here we are. I Yeah, even if they sweep them, I won't go, okay, all is right. That's the issue. The hole is so damn deep. The nice thing is they're in this butt-ass division where everybody, minus the Reds, is on a losing streak. Unless you consider one game a losing streak, then everybody's on a losing streak. The Pirates have lost a bunch of games in a row. The Brewers have lost a bunch of games in a row. The Cardinals have lost six in a row. Cubs have lost games in a row. And the uh, and the Reds are, have lost one. What a division. What a time. But the Cardinals are 10 games out in that division. So that's the spot that they're in. Go on a heater. Certainly when I look at the roster, I think it can happen. The issue continues to be, though, taking a big step back is even if or when the bats get right still the rotation that you knew you had going into the year has such a relatively speaking low floor that it's going to be very difficult for those bats to carry you to a winning percentage of about 60 percent which is what's going to get you to 90 wins it might be 80 be good enough to win the central but to even be talking about winning a division right now when you're 10 games back seems crazy um and 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 I and also speaking of Ben Fredrickson's column calm this morning in the Post is bad. She was talking about how the Cardinals stood pat on the rotation because they were believing that Jack Flaherty was going to be the ace. I honestly don't. I don't recall that specifically because I would have been jumping all over it. I do recall, and you probably remember me saying, I don't get. And I remember asking like John Denton and Buster Olney. Mm-hmm about Jack Flaherty and how he's considered like the key player for the Cardinals. And I'm going, I, and I said this then, how, why? He right. hasn't been that guy since the second half of 2019. And continuing to talk about that is just not really realistic. You know who shut the Cardinals down in 2019? Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin. I mean, times change. Jake Arrieta was the bee's knees in 2015, but times change, especially when it's a shoulder issue in your throwing arm. It's not realistic to think that. He kind of is who he is at the moment, and that is a guy who's got a shoulder injury who has to adjust his mechanics, which leads to control problems. So he wasn't going to be an ace. The top pitcher on the Cardinals is whom? Body of work. uh, Body of work career-wise would be Michaelis. Right. Currently, Montgomery. Yeah. Either way, as I said yesterday, I'll let you have the field and I'll take the Braves, the Phillies, the Mets, the Padres, and the Dodgers. And neither one of those guys is a top two pitcher on either one of those teams. And they're the number one guy on the Cardinals. That's going to make it very difficult. And I can't imagine that if you're Nolan Arenado and you decided not to opt out, that you go, okay, we got Wilson Contreras, good, we're ready. I just don't believe that. So I just don't understand it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, and the other thing is somebody, oh, the one thing that I do disagree with in Ben Fredrickson's column, which I really didn't plan on talking about, although I enjoyed it, but the one thing that I did disagree with is if Tyler O'Neill has gone into the tank because of Ali Marmol calling him out, then that's a, that doesn't look good for O'Neill. There's, if you just take a step back as a professional athlete or a professional anything, you could be a, an accountant listening to this. And your boss scolds you, you don't go, well, now I'm going to sabotage myself because I got yelled at. That's not the way that it realistically works. Tyler O'Neill, minus 2021, has kind of been an, a pedestrian ball player. Um, I don't believe Tyler O'Neill's struggles are because no, Ali Marmol called him out. But, you know, he's one of the many 
problems. Like who is somebody you look at when they're coming up and going, oh, good right now. Lars Newpar got out of it yesterday with four hits. Mm-hmm. It's great to see. Arnado hit the ball hard against Otani and one of their relievers on, on Wednesday night. But overall, man, it is slim pickings. I still just think it's going to have to get right. And I got to think, unless he's hurt, Jordan Walker is going to figure it out. Jordan Walker may have been the best player for the first half of spring training in all of baseball. Yeah. And he got so rough, in the Cardinals' eyes anyway, that they had to send him down. And since they've sent him down, now he's hitting a buck thirty. And I realize it's a small sample size, but we are talking at this point seven games, and the man's hitting 130. That's eye-opening. I don't know, and I'm, I assure you that's eye-opening for the people uh, at the Cardinal organization and in Memphis. All right, it's 1033, so we got a break. We've tended to one of the six uh, Lil Piddles Friday six-shooter. We will tend to the other five coming up in the second half of the program. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan at St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson, Burkett with you. 22 minutes left in this award-winning radio presentation. And uh, Jackson, we have gotten through one of the Friday six-shooter presented by the people at Lil Piddles University. Let's go to question number two. Yeah, and shout out to those at LPU. Um, was yesterday's performance by Jack Flaherty one that has been in the making given his last few outings, or is this one-off bad start for him? Are you concerned about him moving forward in the rotation? Well, yeah, I, he has had one good start, so, you know. He's kind of been bend, don't break. You know, he hasn't given up like a crazy amount. Yesterday, obviously, was a break It situation. has either been, with the exception of the Seattle game, and the Seattle game I felt like wasn't great, but the numbers when it was all said and done looked okay. Uh, had control issues or got hit, and that's just the reality of it, unfortunately. I'm just not real bullish on him, and I am a big fan of his personally. Yep. I really am. But that's that's before before I get whatever, you know... Hey, Rachel Maddow, good to have you on the air. Whatever you want to text in, it's fine. 314-399-9646. I interviewed him, I think it was 2020. It was before the pandemic started. And I'm just like, and it was Kobe Bryant had died Mm -hmm. about a month beforehand. He's a huge Lakers fan and grew up there and a huge, and I didn't realize it. And he was talking about his reasoning for it which was kind of more beyond the Laker thing and what he felt Kobe represented to him. And I'm like, man, this guy is intense. This is the kind of guy that Cardinal fans will love. I was wrong on that. But uh, so it's taking the any of the personal stuff that I know fuels a lot of the disdain for him uh, out of it. It just doesn't have it at the moment. And I don't know if he ever can get it back and that's not through his own fault. He's got an injury that is very difficult for a pitcher to overcome. And I understand him not wanting to talk about it because he wants to go get paid, mm-hmm. just like anybody else would in any other no business. Doubt. But, yeah, I mean, if, if he can be your number two or three, that to me would be a win. 
Oh, but yeah. I never viewed him in 2023 as a possible ace. And I don't know who else really did, but I guess like, people were talking about it, and I just had my head up my ass like usual. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, this next question is more philosophical, Tim. Less analytical, more philosophical. Right. I, I enjoy a good philosophical question. In a strange way, do you think this brutal start for the Cardinals is some sort of karma for the way the team has managed the roster of this team for the past four years? I'll do a little quick history. All right, let's do it. Starting in 2020 when they didn't get anyone to replace Ozuna, moving to 2021 when their deadline move was Jay Happ and uh, John Lester. Obviously, it worked out okay, but let's be We're honest. We're not results-oriented on this show, and we don't kink shame. Nope. Thank you. Staying in 2021, their one offseason move was Stephen Matz. Huge. <laughs> concluding with 2022, when they seem to sit on their hands again in free agency. Then you see what the guys who have left or been traded have done, uh, topping the RBI, home runs, uh, Cy Young winners. You're making reference to Garcia, Arena at the top of the RBI list in the American League, and Patrick Wisdom, second in home runs. Yep, Sandy Alcantara, Cy Young winner. Zach Gallen, 28-inning scoreless streak. Yeah. Those are some of our friends. Is this start the chickens finally coming home to roost? Uh, I, I do think that they were active at the trade deadline last year, and uh, I think it's important to include all the facts, not just the ones that would favor an answer. Not saying that you're doing that. I think you're a man of integrity. But uh, they, they were. I still thought that, you know, there's this thing, and I've talked about it before, why it was and why it is that Tom Stillman and the St. Louis Blues operating with a salary cap are expected to keep David Perron and get Matthew Kachuk, who, whose star is skyrocketing as the Panthers reel off win after win after win, starting with the Boston series and now taking a 2-0 lead on the, on the Leafs in winning those games in Toronto. Um, and yet, when you brought up last year, or when we brought up last year, Juan Soto, uh, or even the talk of Shoei Otani, it's like, wow, the Cardinals could never do that. Right, right. I just, I have no idea why the lower budget relatively speaking, as far as revenue goes, and most likely profit margin. I'm not privy to the financials. I will try to access the QuickBooks later today for both organizations, but I imagine both are are black. I would just think that the Cardinals are even better, and they don't have a cap. Why they are not held to the standard of, yeah, why in the hell can't the Cardinals go out and get Juan right. Soto? Well, because money. you can't risk the prospects. Well, look at some of these guys who've been called prospects over the last decade. And I got to say, in fairness, a lot of them do wind up going and having big, big league careers. They're just usually with different teams. Right. So, yeah, inevitably, if you're not going to tend to problems, then those problems are going to get magnified. Uh, I could not have been more confused by what took place um, following the 2019 playoffs. But I guess... I don't know. This isn't fair. My speculation, my 100% speculation is, well, we have equity. We just went to the NLCS. Even though in all of my years as a Cardinal fan, without question, that was the weakest Cardinal team to go to the NLCS. Without question, it was. I don't even know who would be second weakest. And my you know, span would go, well, hell, they weren't in the NLCS back in the 60s. Uh, 82, 85, 87, 96, 2000, 2002, 2004, 5, 6, uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 19. Easily. Yeah, for sure. Easily. For I sure. guess second worst would be the 96 team that was a win away from meeting the Yankees in the World Series. We just look at that roster and compare it to some of the other ones. But they they were they were they were in it, but they they were smoked so badly. Why? Because they didn't have any offense and they didn't do anything about that. 
So this past offseason, I'm like, hey, remember when you faced off against Nolan Wheeler and you couldn't hit? There's still some offensive issues out there. If Paul the Young playing short or Tommy Edmond playing short, okay, I know Mason wins there, but there have been these ridiculous free agent classes for shortstops, and it's not even discussed. And that's the thing that really, this isn't on the Cardinals. The Cardinals have pulled off a, a wonderful trick. The fan base is at a point where they don't expect them to go after these guys. What a wonderful thing. I know I've made the observation before on here, but... It's phenomenal to me. What a wonderful situation for the Cardinals to be in, that the expectations are so low that somehow this team that, yes, it's a small market relative to other major league cities, is not expected to go out and get the big-name players, but yet the St. Louis Blues, same-size market, uh, are, are expected to. And then people get pissed when David Perron is not kept and Matthew Kachuk goes and, and chooses to play in Sunrise, Florida. What a deal for the Cardinals. But it's topsy-turvy as hell. Oh, yeah. No doubt. All right, moving on from the St. Louis baseball Cardinals onto a little sports business, Tim. Mm, mm. Open up the floodgates, Tim. The Las Vegas Golden Knights have signed with Scripps Sports and are ditching cable and head to greener pastures for local TV stations and a direct-to-consumer model. We're going back to the 1980s. Yep. This is Scripps' first Big Four franchise to sign with them. Do you anticipate that number to grow exponentially by next hockey and baseball season? I actually am going to ask you an NBA question and not be facetious. Wasn't the Suns owner talking about doing... Oh, yeah. Matashiba. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a move that could win Cardinal fans over (laughs) if they were to do that? Yeah, that press conference would do a lot better. Holy crap. Yeah. I don't really know... If it would make sense, and I'm thinking about this just from the Fox 2, KMOV, mm-hmm. CBS, KSDK, NBC standpoint, but, you know, whether it be KPLR, yeah, what is that now? The home of Live Golf? Is that what it is? The CW? CW? <laughs> uh, I don't know what Channel 30 is anymore. I don't know what it's really been for a while, actually. ABC. Well, I know that, but I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it seems like it's kind of like a... It's Disney. Well, I know I, I understand what it is, but I'm I'm saying it doesn't it doesn't really operate like got, channel okay. two, oh, four, I, and I five. I gotcha, I gotcha. My bad. That's what I'm saying. So maybe that would somehow work. I don't know if they're as obligated to run network programming. You certainly would think so. Point being, how great would that be? Now, I'm sure fans immediately go, "I love that idea. I can just turn on channel eleven, right? Like they did in the '90s." And watch the Cardinals 162 times, and I have the Channel 11 app on my phone. I would demand Rich Gould come out of retirement, number one. 100%. Uh, but then secondarily, uh, that you can watch them anytime, anywhere. It'd be great. What my question would be, because this is what really, when it gets down to it, matters, is not doesn't matter for us, the fans, but it matters for the deal getting done, is how, for example, VGK has qualified what the dollars are going to be, what were the rights fees before versus how they're making this decision now. They must be thinking that it's at least going to be comparable from advertising revenue and from whatever they're getting paid by this local affiliate. Yeah, That's that's the question. Well, that's a I, hell of a lot of advertising to make up the $70 million a year that the Cardinals are getting. No doubt. And also Vegas is like Blackout Valley. That is true. Yeah, you're right. So that's a big and So this will go across four states will have now access to the Golden Knights when probably like one had access to it. 
uh, like if you were in Vegas, that was like the time you could get it. So it's, it's and they're not competing. I mean, when you're talking about baseball and you're out there, and I'll be out there in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got action on the over here. Let me see what's going on. Oh, it's blacked out. It's the it's the A's, but you have the A's who now will be in Vegas, I guess. A's, Giants, Padres, Dodgers, Angels, Diamondbacks. I think, and I might be missing somebody else who are all blacked out there. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. From a hockey standpoint, you have. What, the Kings, Ducks, Sharks, and Coyotes, which yeah. are kind of operating the same way the A's are. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, good for them. I mean, it, it's. I guess it makes financial sense. Yeah. I mean, even though the, these guys who own these things are usually billionaires, they don't do deals to lose money. So, I mean, if that somehow is an option, it'd be wonderful. I don't really know how it is, but if it maybe that's the way that they make up the money is by going okay we're just gonna sell a lot of advertising on it yeah i don't know Good all day. right we got a break it's uh 10 49 clarkson jewelers time check here on balloon party uh we'll wrap up the little piddles friday six shooter coming up this is balloon party driven by mungan st louis hacker and alton toyota on 101 speed we're right back to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn yes yes all right, Jackson, this is it. Got five minutes. Give me all your piddling. All right, piddles commencing. We have seen sports viewership numbers break records and seem to be as good as ever. The Super Bowl is the most watched one in history. The NBA, what about those NHL ratings? The NBA and NHL are breaking two decade long first round numbers, and MLB has also seen an uptick in viewers. It's safe to say that the worry from the pandemic uh, causing sports to lose some of its luster is gone. What do you think? We are, why do you think we are seeing such an increase in sports viewership across the board? Huh. It's a good question. Honestly, until you presented the question, I hadn't even thought about it. I don't know. What do you think? I honestly don't know. I just think, well, like baseball, there's obviously easy reasons I'll why. Throw, I'll throw one out. Gambling. Yeah. Fantasy gambling. sports. The gambling becoming more and more prevalent, becoming more legal in more and more states. That's certainly a part of it. I think that there you did see a lull from the pandemic, whether it be people just not liking yeah, sports. Well, the product just was... You know, it Weak. wasn't the same. Right. It was playing inside of places with nobody. Right. I love the bubble to me, but that was just me. Um, but, you know, the uh, it just wasn't the same. And I think now we're seeing that full, like, full swing. And it, it, it probably was going to take this long, you know, because they were obviously playing sports throughout the pandemic. It just wasn't the same. Right. And now it's, you know, been like a year and a half with everything back fully. I think that that's certainly part of the reason. And I just think that product is keeps getting better in my opinion man like you look at the nfl whether it was the bills chiefs games from years ago and the young stars and all the sports i just think we're at a really cool time in sports uh yeah i uh i, I think it's the gambling yeah i i i mean that that's i don't know what else could explain it i don't i i understand uh and i i am envious of your altruistic viewpoint on it but yeah, I, it might I, be naive i could be naive but i you know like why is monday night football even with garbage games do well you that's know a certain, it's gambling certain, no doubt so i'm that that be my theory but you know hey i don't know maybe you know the way they're producing these games and to take it into you know one of my interests and that's golf with trying to make you know like i said for whatever reason i had the red sox and blue jays on and they're interviewing nick pavetta from the night before and talking about he got called for a balk and they're just like what in the world was that about and he's joking about it and you know the, that kind of interaction and micing players up they've mic'd you know roy mcelroy and justin thomas oh, up yeah. before shots they're doing more of that i think that brings people in i also think the broadcasts have gotten away from kind of the some of them have, like with the national ones. I mean, uh-huh. obviously, the 
the, the NBA on TNT speaks for itself. That's for sure. kind of the standard bearer. But still, the the telecast, even though I know ESPN probably is more a little older school, Chris Kerber said that they're still kind of going with the older school with having Messier on there. But, you know, what they've got on TNT is more of a definitely fun kind of oh, yeah. style of show. Getting and biz was in. a huge part of that. That was a, you're exactly right. But then they, they'll get Gretzky's perspective on games. And, yeah. uh, it's... I think I think that might be an issue too, an issue, an issue from a positive standpoint, not an issue, but a reason I should yeah. say. So. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, I think that they have improved that. I just I, I I'm going to go with my possibly naive that sports are just awesome right now, and the young stars have a lot to do with that. Final one, not the usual final pill six shooter. That's a terrible Which, question. We threw that out. Yeah. Favorite bet? I'll do it in football season. But sure. Now, I mean, what am I going to do? Still a gambling question. All right. Though. What do we got? Cardinals are plus 370 to win the Central right now. Would you make a bet on that play? They are also plus 210 to make the playoffs. Uh, those numbers do not provide enough value. Right. Those numbers. But I, I, I made a, uh, make, I looked at the numbers this morning, and the Brewers are minus 145, and then still in second, the Cardinals. And you just made reference. What is it? Plus, plus 370. I saw plus 350. Either way, you get the idea. And the Pirates, the Cubs are actually in third, yeah. and then it's the Pirates who are in first place, albeit in the middle of a losing streak, just like everybody else in the Central. Yeah, I mean, if you gave me the Cardinals, like, plus 600, that to me would, would increase the value of what is certainly getting into the realm of going to be awfully difficult, because even if they were to rattle off five straight, they're still seven under 500. I mean, that is an eye-opening thing, man. That is really eye-opening. And they're doing this now in a weaker portion of the schedule. This is an opportunity, but it was an opportunity against the Angels, the, the non-Otani games, and it just, you know, it's off the rails. I, I'm anxious to see what happens this weekend because we could be talking about something real serious with regards to the organization as far as a move when the next we're on the air on Monday morning. We shall see. It's booked in Predictionary. If they lose two or three in one of those losses on Sunday, there will be a significant roster change or move on the baseball side of the offices. That's my official play, Jackson. Book it in Predictionary. It's, it's booked. booked. BK and Ferrari up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and all Toyota 101 East Beach. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.